0: I'm Alex Chrisman, and this is the Average Joe interview show, the show that lets you meet the folks that truly make our world go round, the movers and shakers of the industries that are the nuts and bolts of our society. We're going to talk to folks on this show you don't hear about very often. We're going to talk to electricians, plumbers, waste management professionals, morticians, and today we're going to talk to a real estate agent. His name is Gerald Ruiz. He's a successful real estate professional, and we're going to ask him some of the burning questions regarding real estate, such as what's going on with this market right now, and some other interesting questions you don't often hear asked. Stay tuned. All right, I'm with uh, Gerald Ruiz. He is a successful real estate professional, and uh, he's joining us today to talk about uh, the subject of this uh, episode, which is real estate. So hello, Gerald. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing great, Alex. I appreciate you calling me, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking with you. Excellent.
0: Tonight, Excellent. All right. So let's get straight to what's in the news right now. Uh, this is an extremely active real estate market here in Southern California. Uh, bidding wars are happening and prices are going skyward. Uh, have you ever, how have you navigated this environment and helped ensure the best outcome for your clients? You
1: know what? Yeah, the market is crazy. You know, it's a little, uh, It could be a little rough out there but fortunately for me a lot of my clients have been sellers so you know the sellers are getting top dollar for their properties Um, so that's all just marketing the the property properly Uh, but for my buyers now I've been working really hard for them I've had luck because I'm sure everybody is aware of it but with numerous offers a lot of clients are getting their offers rejected because they could only pick one offer right so for me the last four buyers I've had luck doing this where I'm just following up with the client. I'm following up with the listing agent. Excuse me. I'm just following up with the listing agent to make sure that escrow doesn't go sideways. Right. And what I mean by that, a lot of agents are doing their best to just get into escrow. So they're coming up with a high offer and as soon as soon as they get an escrow, they're pretty much fighting for their client to get them a better deal. Right. And I've experienced and I've experienced that as a listing agent. So I know this. So I've been able to be the backup offer. And uh, when the escrow had went sideways, I was able to slide my buyer right in, and I've done that four times. So it's all about just being persistent, not giving up, and just follow-up, follow-up, you know? So that kind of has helped me out. That, that has helped me out tremendously, follow-up.
0: Excellent. Um, so back it up a bit. Um, how did you get started in this business?
1: So how I got started in this business, um, I'm going to say back in... I want to say 1996 i put an offer on we put it on me and my ex we put an offer on a on a short sale and we were dealing with some older agents and uh you know we we put an offer in and uh we were, we're waiting and waiting it was a short sale so it took some time um and it was probably about two three months and it just kept giving us a runaround uh. we didn't know what was going on but they kept telling us we're an escrow we're an escrow don't don't you know don't don't decorate your Christmas tree because you, you you might be able to get the property before we you know get get to Christmas. Well, we started reading about everything and real reading about real estate, and we start we noticed that we weren't in escrow because they didn't accept their offer. Oh. So that's, that's kind of how it happened. Where we started reading up about real estate, and my ex at the time back then she got a real estate license first. Okay. So When she got a real estate license, you know, then and we just I just worked over her shoulder while I was in another trade and kind of did a lot of remarketing marketing for it but I kind of got a little taste of it back then you know and then uh, I ended up getting licensed like later on down the road so I've been licensed for five years now and kind of that's how I got a little taste of real estate you know just kind of needed to do my own research
0: got it you know and I can relate to that because my, uh, my wife looked into becoming a real estate agent at one point and uh, we saw that it was rather involved which actually reads me leads me to the next question which is uh, would you recommend uh, this industry to people starting out in life or looking for a change, um, and then the second part is how how difficult is it actually to be successful? Because I'd imagine getting the license is one thing, but actually being successful at it is, is another. Am I right on that? You're exactly right. the The license is uh, is a pretty difficult task in itself. And I and when I went the day I went to go take
1: my test, there was a lady there who was on her third try. Wow. She was crying because she actually failed the fourth time. So it's not easy. I know a lot of people who have failed the first try, but they don't, they didn't give up. They just kept going at it. Um, I was fortunate. I got lucky. I, I did the work. I did the studying. So I you know what happens when you do the study and I, I, you know, I, I ended up passing. Um, so it is difficult to get in it, but once you get in it, yeah, it is, it is not easy. A lot of people think we make this easy money. We just put a sign in front of the house and uh, we just let you know offers come in accept and an offer and make a, a big fat check right that's that is far from the truth there's a lot of work that's that goes into it so it's a lot of work
0: excellent oh I, yeah i mean i, I I'd imagine it's something that gets that's uh you know you got to acquire the experience to kind of learn how to navigate those waters now, uh, people may want to know, and I, I certainly do, uh, is there any real competition between agents? Um, you know, I went through my own house buying experience and it seemed my, my agent was pretty familiar with some other agents. Um, it, it seemed relatively friendly, but is there is there any real competition or is it pretty cutthroat? Oh, you know,
1: that's, that's, a, that's a tough one to answer because, you know, there's a lot of great agents out there and I consider my fair. I consider myself fairly new to the industry i mean just getting my license you know going on five years now sure uh there there's a lot of great agents out there um i don't want to say they're cutthroat but you know everybody's out to just do good for their clients and do good for themselves and they work hard um but i guess i guess it could be pretty competitive for them because you know for me i just i just worry about my clients and you know myself, and I really don't compare myself to others because if you do, you always know there's a lot of rock star agents out there that are really successful. They're really big, and obviously they're doing something right. So sure, that, that's kind of a tough one to answer. You know, I don't think it's cutthroat, but it's just it is competitive. Yeah, it is competitive, but you know, especially with I want to say the last few listings I went on, I was up against five other agents, and I think wow. now I'm hearing that it's actually most sellers, most homeowners. Are interviewing anywhere from three to seven agents just to get one job you know so yeah there's a lot of competition out there for sure
0: awesome so so the 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 sellers are actually interviewing agents to try to you know ascertain uh who the best choice is going to be for their transaction
1: exactly and um we all know sellers have a lot of people to choose from and they're getting flyers they're getting you know people knocking on their doors other agents so they have a plethora of, of people to go through and you know, so yeah, it makes sense to interview other agents. You know, for sure, because you know, not one, you know, one size doesn't fit all, and you just gotta make sure you're hiring the right agent. Make sure they're going to be doing a really good job for you, working hard for you. Make sure they have a good track record. So, yeah, the, it, I do recommend you interview. You know, at least two to three minimum. You know, but yeah, they are interviewing plenty.
0: <laughs> okay, good, good, good to know. So, um, switching gears a little bit. Um, Assuming you've ever watched uh, HGTV, you know, they have these shows like House Hunters. Um, there are some people in my life that really like them. So I've been curious, uh, how realistic of a picture do those shows paint?
1: Yeah, that's a good one, man. I've seen that show quite a few times. There's a lot of great shows out there, but that one in particular, yeah, I think they have an option between three houses and they kind of make their decision based on, you know, what ones meeting meet in their criteria Um, the closest and um yeah it's a pretty interesting show because i would actually like to see an updated version of that house hunters right now in this market and showing that client getting their offers you know rejected and you know seeing numerous houses putting numerous offers in so it would be a little different right about now but um so it's kind of hard to say it it seems like it's it just seems too easy on that show right you know it's kind of hard to say I don't know, but I, you know, TV is TV, you know, they're there for ratings and and viewers, you know?
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, do you ever have anyone, um, you watch those shows and then kind of have expectations that it's gonna go like that?
1: You know what, you know, yeah, some clients, they think it's easy. Um, sometimes that transition, that transaction goes super smooth. Um, you know, we, sometimes I've been in what I've seen one house put in the offer, it was accepted. We're closing in 21 days and it's done. And there's other clients, you know, we're just putting in offers, uh, getting rejected. And so it does happen. It can happen. Of course. Um, sure. You know, but it's uh, again, right now in this market, it is a fight. It is, it is work for everybody. It is, it's a work for the client because they have to you know keep looking at houses. It's um, a lot of work for the agent because you know, we had to put in the phone calls, set the appointment and then, you know, re- Find out all about the house and make sure they're not going to overpay once they make that decision to put an offer. So, yeah, I mean, it could go easy. In it. And then again, it could go, it could be a little rough.
0: Yeah, when uh, the last uh, transaction I was involved in, I, I sold a, a condo. My, con- I had my condo sold. I, you know, I didn't do the selling myself, obviously. I'm not a real estate agent, but I had. A, a, we sold our condo in uh, Garden Grove. And Ended up here in Cyprus in another condo and originally we had set our sights on a single-family home but we found we kind of had a choice between Either getting a condo where we want to live or getting a single-family home somewhere else and even then this is right before the pandemic uh, The the market was pretty challenging. So we ended up um, We wanted to simplify things so we didn't go with the contingency so we we sold the Garden Grove condo and stayed with family ended up being close to six months before we could get into another place. Uh, so by the end, we were definitely ready to move. So, um, yeah, that was, I got to experience a little taste of that myself. And that's a good thing that
1: you did that. I actually did the same thing because contingent offers, meaning if I have a house to sell and I want to sell my house and buy another house, it's really hard getting your offer to stand out when you have a contingency and you have a little cloud behind it because everybody wants a smooth transaction. Right. So I, same thing you did it was pretty smart for me i sold my we sold our townhouse in the city of cyprus here and then we moved in with our in-laws and we just we were just adamant on taking our time and having us, and put in the strongest strongest offer in and it just worked out great we're like 14 houses from my in-laws um they accept their offer right away so I, I like that approach but the other the other approach can get done as well it's just a little bit you know it's a little work but it can be done but i think you did the right thing
0: well, thank you. Glad to hear that. Yeah, that was kind of the objective was just to make it easier and make us more competitive. Uh, and we we almost ended up with a, a single family home in Buena Park. That was a fixer upper, and that's a whole other story. I'll spare everyone. But uh, we, end, yeah, it was it was a whole ordeal with folks not wanting to leave. We were we were in escrow, and they were dragging it out. And we actually had to cancel the contract because they the tenants that were living there they just didn't want to leave.
1: Oh, yeah, that's another tough one too when you have that. Yeah, that's another thing that, that's another issue that can come up when you're selling a property if you're an investor or just a homeowner that has an extra income producing property. So you have the tenants that we have to deal with. (laughs) So I get it.
0: Absolutely. All right. So uh, switching gears yet again, uh, this is, since I have you on the line, I wanted to ask you something I've always been curious about. So I've driven around town for years, all over Orange County. And I used, to have, I used to have a job that involved driving. So i uh, been driving all around and I see those handwritten signs about flipping houses. And the first thing that comes to mind when I see that is, this is someone who can't even afford a professional sign and they're doing it with a Sharpie. You know, how in the world are they going to be a good bet for me to go into business with? Are these people for real? Um, and what can you share about flipping in general? I mean, are you able to share what's up with those signs if you happen to know and maybe talk about house flipping a little bit?
1: Yeah, you know what? Those signs, I've been noticing a lot of them. And, I, and I've seen them from time to time throughout the years. But yeah, lately, I've been seeing some ratty signs out there. And I'm thinking the same thing you are like, who's going to call this person? And the, those little riders, they're, they're, really, they're super small. I mean, you could probably get that done for about $15. You know, so I don't understand what they're doing. Maybe they're successful at it. Maybe they're not. I don't know. That's kind of not my thing. I've never put up a little handwritten sign with a Sharpie. So that's kind of funny. That's a kind of, that's a nice, that's a good question. I should call one of those guys and see see who he is, see what they're doing, and see how business is going.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. He's, oh. Obviously, he's saving money on uh, having a sign made professionally.
1: Exactly. Like I said, and, and it's relatively cheap, so I don't know why they would do that. So, yeah, that's a. Pretty good question, right there. You
0: have now. What about flipping in general? Is that something that's still going on quite a bit, or you know, that's another thing that it seems like a lot of people talk about. There's a lot of TV shows that have been put out about flipping, but I imagine it's harder than than it appears. In fact, the place I'm living now, I'm pretty sure it was an attempted flip because it's got a bunch of. Um, you know, By the time we got the place I'm living in now, we were we we needed a place, so we weren't being super picky. Uh, but going through it, you see a lot of work that almost looks half finished. It makes me wonder if it was like a very weak cosmetic flipping job. So is, is that still something, something that's going on? Yeah.
1: Flipping is an art form. I'm not, I don't do flips. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are very successful doing that. Um, but the thing, and the reason I'm I'm not into flips or I've never really got into flips was, and I've met a lot of, a lot of homeowners that were looking to sell, kind of had a you know, uh, I don't want to be disrespectful here, but just a, kind of a ratty house. You know, yeah. not too great. Um, and I kind of was just looking out for their best interest. When I could, I already knew I could get a really good deal on the house for myself, and then make money off of them because I would flip. But I never did that. I've always been the type of person. I want to help that person out, and I want to, you know, get them the most money they can they can, you know, make for themselves. You know, and just take it to their next event, whatever that's going to be moving. And, and I've done that quite a bit for homeowners that are moving out of state. So I, I really can't elaborate on that because I, I never really flipped a property. Um, but like I said, the, people are still doing it. You know, they're. I'm, I'm, still, I'm sure they're making you know pretty decent money on it. But you do have to go out there and get a hold of the owner directly.
0: Right. Because
1: well, yeah, cause once a house goes on the on the MLS or on the market, yeah, there's too many people involved, and the price is going to go. You know, get driven way up by, by all the competition. So the uh. only way to, in my opinion. Is to get a hold of the homeowner first, and then negotiate that good deal. However, you're going to do that. So that's kind of my thoughts on how these flippers are getting their good deals and what they're doing. I personally, like I said, I just I, I don't do that. I just kind of try to make the money for the seller and you know put it in their pocket.
0: Sure. You know? so, so these folks, are, they're the flippers. Uh, from what you know, they're not going on uh, Redfin or something and picking up houses off of there, looking at the uh, multiple listing service there they're doing their own uh, groundwork if they're successful.
1: Yeah, they're making those phone calls to the homeowners, Uh, they're going, knocking on doors, they're, you know, yeah, they're going out of the way. Because once it's on the MLS, once it's on Redfin, an agent already has it listed, so the agent's already put it out there for what it should sell for, and then then again, once you have all the eyes on it, you know, all the eyeballs on it, you know, it's just, there's just too many people that know about the property, so it's gonna drive the price up, yeah. So, once it's on the MLS, your toast. You can't get no deal on it. That's just my thoughts, you know.
0: Got it. Okay. Uh, now, can you share in general terms, uh, you know, what is the most complicated deal you've been involved in? What type of deal was that? How did that? How did that go? In, in general terms.
1: You know, that's. Uh, I've been fortunate where a lot of my my transactions have they do go pretty smooth. Some go sideways. Um, I did have one recently where we were. I was on the buyers' end, and I was representing the buyers. And um, the house was vacant. We opened escrow and uh, we were going to do like a, we were ready like in 15 days. and We figured, hey, we'll be ready to you know close escrow. We're good to go. So we had it's called clear to close once the lender gives, you know, the set, the, the borrower the green light. Like, hey, we're ready to close. We can close on Thursday. Right. Well, we we're ready to close early. And what happened was that seller had a bankruptcy on there.
0: Uh... They had a bank-
1: the house wasn't in the bankruptcy. But Title had put it on there, and it was it kind of backed things up. I think that escrow went like eighty-six days, but everybody was upset because the buyer put in the their, their thirty-day notice to their landlord.
0: Oh. They already had
1: trucks, and it, that got pretty messy. But we were able to work it out, and at the end of the day, they finally got their house, and they were happy as a pig in mud, which is <laughs> you know. So yeah, I mean, that, things can go sideways, uh, but. But if you're a buyer and, you're, and you go through this process, just remember, you're going to get the house you love. There's going to be a better outcome, but nothing ever goes perfectly smooth. And if it does, then all you can do is just say yay to us, it went—you know—it went smooth. So, can be pretty, pretty tricky out there. And you know, all you can do is hope for the best and everything goes smooth.
0: Excellent. So, um, you know, I think it's a good good time to ask. You know, what do people do? to make their own real estate transactions more complicated or even cause the deal to fail. So you mentioned this bankruptcy. Um, I heard a story about a man who bought a, a expensive truck while he was in escrow and tanked the deal. Uh, actually caused him to fall out of escrow because it, it messed with the debt-to-income ratio or something. Uh, what are some of the pitfalls people should be aware of when they're in escrow not to do?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a no-no. And I think that has to do with both the agent and the lender is to just let that buyer know the do's and don'ts. And I always stress that. Do not buy anything. Do not purchase anything. And it does happen. You know, so, Because what they're doing is once you get pre-approved, of course, they're running your credit. They know what your FICO score is. They know, they know what your debt to income is. But throughout the transaction, right before you're going to close – the lender will do a soft inquiry you know kind of go in there and see exactly what's going on maybe i want to say a few days before you close i could be wrong because i'm not on the lending side but i know it's like a couple days right before you close they're going to you know double check make sure you have your job so they're calling your job and they're also going to check your credit to make sure there's nothing new on it and it does happen where that can just screw the whole deal up so you definitely want to stay away from buying anything while you're in escrow
0: yeah, and I don't want to make people paranoid, but uh, one thing I always wondered is if, if you're in that situation, you you, uh, you make it through escrow, you get the keys, you're in the house, and then you lose your job like two weeks later, can they take the house back, or is it is it a done deal at that point?
1: No, it's a done deal. Once you close escrow, title changes over to your name, it's your house, and then um, after that, whatever happens to you, you know, financially, you know... That's that's just something totally different now. Now you're in a, a different position, but but as far as closing, you no. Know, once the, once the transaction closes, and you lose your job a, a few days later, that's pretty much what you said, right? What you asked?
0: Yeah, like two weeks later.
1: Yeah, no, you're it's, it's, you're in there. They're, they can't do nothing now. Now it's just hopefully you get back on your feet. Hopefully you get that job. Hopefully you can pay your mortgage, and hopefully everything
0: works out. You know. Understood. All right, so. Where do you see the Orange County market in the next 10 years? Um, Where do you see Orange County going? You know what?
1: That's a great question. You know what? I wish I knew exactly how this market was going to be back five years ago because I would have bought more property, obviously. Right. But in 10 years, everybody's waiting for a crash. Everybody thinks that the market's going to – you know, something's going to hit the fan. People are going to lose their houses maybe that's true we don't really know that we heard they're going to give them opportunities to save their homes since a lot of these homeowners have equity but if there was a crash or if anything went south the way i'm seeing things right now i mean the last one of my listings i had 55 this is no lie, 55 offers on the property wow first time home buyers move up buyers meaning they sold their condo now they want a single family residence Um, investors so In 10 years, everybody knows property brings wealth. And I think if a lot of buyers just slowed down and didn't want to buy or everybody put the brakes on, you know, I think you're still going to have numerous buyers out there looking for property. So I think them themselves are just going to still drive the price up just a little bit more. So I don't think the market is going to tank anytime soon. Um, If it does, there's. I mean, we all know there's a lot of people out there that are doing great. Um, There's a lot of people that aren't out there that aren't doing very well, unfortunately. But there's always going to be someone ready to, you know, swoop in and, you know, pick up some property. So it's kind of hard to say. I really don't see it crashing. That's that's a really good question. I wish I knew the answer to that because I'd I'd make my. uh, My adjustments, my purchases, my my sales, whatever that was. If I knew, if I really had, really knew what was going on in ten years.
0: Yeah, you're not a fortune teller, right?
1: I wish I was. I wish I was. If I was, I would have bought so many more properties back in two thousand and
0: one. No kidding. (laughs) Now, now you mentioned um, move up buyers, um, which is kind of what I tried to do. Just didn't quite work out. Um, Is buying a condo generally a good first step towards getting a single-family home in general?
1: I think so. Um, I have buyers right now, we're looking, and they're getting a little frustrated because the prices are crazy. Um, It's still competitive. Uh, But I'm just pointing out one thing. We know rent is not going anywhere but up. Right. If you buy anything, no matter what it is, condo, townhome, single-family resident, duplex, whatever that may be, I mean, it's just gonna, it's just gonna help you with your wealth, you know, down the road. As long as you stay in that property, whether the and even if the market dips, even if there was a big hit, as long as you're able to afford that property, you have that job security, you keep your property, and it's, it's, it's gonna bring you wealth. It's real estate, and yes, better. It's it's one hundred percent better than renting. That's all I could say. Now, the only thing I don't recommend, unfortunately, I don't like, you know, dogging on anything. But I just this is just my my honest opinion. I don't think a manufactured home is a good idea at all. Only because the land leases are so expensive. Not only do you have to pay for the, the mortgage, the financing of the house that could be anywhere from a hundred thousand, to 300,000. You have the land lease that you have to pay for. And that never goes away. And I've seen them anywhere from $1,000 all the way up to $1,900. So that $1,900 is on top of your mortgage so that those are pretty those are pretty iffy uh investments i think
0: wow okay now steer steer clear of a manufactured home that wasn't the uh wasn't that you know ironically that was that was like one of our um decisions in our family is we're not going to do a manufactured home if we could possibly possibly ever help it and so i'm glad to hear i we made the right call and had the right criteria on that so uh finally to end on a positive note Um, what is the single biggest thing that a person can do to increase the sales price of their home? I've heard people talk about their kitchen. I've heard people talk about, you know, adding a room, uh, all sorts of different things. What is the best thing they can do when they're going to sell their home to increase the value if they're going to invest any money in trying to do so? Well, we all
1: know everybody, all the women love the kitchens. So either any type of kitchen upgrade always works out because, you know, the family, the, the, you know, the wife is always in the kitchen cooking. Uh, when you have guests over, you're always in the kitchen. So a nice kitchen, obviously, is great. That's a great investment. Sure. Uh, also an extra bathroom. I mean, if we just recently did an upgrade. We had a one and a half bath over here in the city of Cyprus and we just added the three quarter shower. So technically now we have two showers. So that's just a huge benefit to have two showers in a, in a nice, bigger kitchen
0: awesome you know? okay so kitchen and uh, and showers and he, bathroom yeah extra
1: bathroom you need two bathrooms or, or an extra shower or that always helps
0: <laughs> excellent For sure. Well, okay sure. Uh, learned a lot in this uh, conversation here uh, gerald i appreciate it uh, why don't you tell people uh, how they can get a hold of you <laughs>
1: Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me—I'm located in the city of Cyprus. Um, I service Cyprus, Buena Park, West Anaheim, the surrounding cities. But you could easily find me on Instagram or Facebook at Just Call Gerald. So that's kind of my little tagline. It's like Just Call Gerald. That's all you need to know. If you any real estate, one. Just Call Gerald. And I try to post my number everywhere on all my Instagram stories, my Facebook stories. And uh, so it's pretty, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of, Um, but yeah, just call Gerald on Facebook or Instagram. So if you guys run into me or hear this, uh, give me a follow. And I always follow back and I really appreciate that.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, appreciate you joining us. uh, Gerald, do you have any uh, closing thoughts you want to share before we uh, conclude?
1: Well, Hey Alex, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate your time. Um, The only thing I can say is if you're a buyer out there, uh, keep your head up. There's something out there for you. Um, and remember, real estate is a great investment. Um, everybody gets you know wealth through real estate. And if you're a seller, sound out and call me right away.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, Gerald, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: We appreciate your time, sir. We'll talk again soon. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Gerald Ruiz, local real estate professional, Last name spelled R U I Z. You can reach out to him on Instagram and Facebook at just call Gerald. I want to thank him for joining us and thank you for listening and we'll see you next time here on The Average Joe Interview Show.